Welcome back, folks, to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. My name's Edmore, I'm your host, and there will be spoilers. Issue 41 of Volume 3, Usagi Ojimbo from Dark Horse Comics, cover dated September 2000. That'll be the book that I'm looking at as I speak at you today. Teal Productions, T-E-A-L on Twitter is one way to get in touch. On Facebook, I post the episodes on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo and Usagi Ojimbo fan pages. BigTimeNoise.com slash Rabbit is the website where the episodes go up. And UsagiPodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Now, our story is Grasscutter 2, Journey to Atsuta Shrine, Chapter 2. Scent of the Pines. So we catch up with Genosuke, Sanshobo, and Usagi as they're traveling the mountain route as laid out in the first chapter, issue 40 of the book, uh, to deliver the sword grass cutter. Nice foresty kind of, you know, situation here for the our, our three protagonists, uh, such that Sanshobo is just enjoying the odors of the forest, recognizing just by that merely that he is in Gaishu province, which is his home province. He grew up here. He served as the samurai Kenuma Inushiro under Lord Ikeda here in Gaishu province. And he even takes opportunity as our trio is continuing their journey to regale Genosuke and Usagi with a story of his time as said samurai under Lord Akita. It was during the Shogun's peace, we're told. The Shogun is the military leader of uh, Japan, the Shogunate being a military uh, dictatorship that Japan found itself under for many, many years under various shoguns during this time. Senshobo tells us a ninja from the notorious Nico clan had infiltrated our castle, and we have several panels of the ninja running across the rooftops, finding egress into the fortress, going into the fortress, running around a little bit until he finds our information was correct, the ninja thinks. This is the records room. It shouldn't take long to find the right cylinder. Next panel. This looks like the one. Next panel. Ah, yes, this is it. And so he scopes it out, uh, decides he's going to take it with him, uh, is interrupted by a sound, and just instinctively wields a throwing star, throws it in that direction, and pins a tokage to the wall. Filthy vermin are everywhere, he thinks to himself. But that sound, either of his motion or the dying squeak of the tokage or the thud of the shuriken into the wood or you know some combination alerts the guards who step in both are immediately dispatched by the ninja um one with the standard stensakai death skull indicating the moving on to the next life of the individual in question now the ninja's running through the fortress trying to get out. Um, I'm not sure if he knows how to or if he's searching. Heading for a specific point, doesn't matter. He lobs a couple smoke grenades or perhaps the itchy powder grenades that we have seen uh, most recently in the um, current volume deployed by Nico Ninja. Either way, he manages to put some space between he and his pursuers. Jumps out onto the roof hopping up and down the various buildings running across the roof but now the alert has been given and Lord Akita and 
Samurai Inushiro, which one would take to be Ikita's second, are outside speaking with a guard getting up to date. The guard hands Inushiro, um, who, by the way, is also the priest we now know as Saint Shobo, but then he was a samurai. Um, Inushiro takes the bow and is going to fell the ninja before it escapes, but Akita pulls him back and says, no, no, let, let him go. It's cool. I know for a fact that the information that he got is wrong. And then uh, Inushiro marvels at the, the wit of his lord to have planted false information that the Nico Ninja will then take and use. And we cut back to current where Sanchobo is kind of chuckling and he says, the next month we were attacked by Lord Higashi. That battle was a great triumph for Lord Akita, based on the misinformation that he had let escape. The three uh, gentlemen here of our story, Usagi, Senshobo, and Genosuke, come upon a small temple here in the woods. They decide that that is where they're going to rest for the night, sup, and uh, just, you know, all around chill. We cut to the Chizu-led group of ninja who have taken the mountain path to Atsuta Shrine. Uh, we are shown the word Kashira again as one of the ninja refers to Chizo in that he has found the trail left by Usagi, Kenshiro, and Genosuke. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, 30 ninja, counting Shizu, uh, in this group, at least. They decide to break for the night. We are uh, introduced in this particular story to Kimi, who is Shizu's uh, kind of protege, I think. Shizu is off by herself resting. She hears something, goes to pursue it, and as she is uh, attempting to find out what it is she heard or felt, uh, she finds one of her ninja that has been killed. He was one of the exterior guards. His neck slashed, uh, and she is there just as his death head is rising up the panel, again, in a ninja shroud, face shroud, um, indicating that probably he just had been killed. So now she knows that she's close as she's inspecting the body, trying to figure out what's going on. The um, invisible, shall we say, assailant hurls several shuriken at her. Uh, Chizu starts running through the forest and hopping around. And, and of course, every time she passes a, a tree, we see the thunk, 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 thunk of more shuriken as this uh, assailant is continuing to try to stop her and, and failing. She's faster uh, than they can keep up with. She now has an opportunity. She kind of sees the shadowy form. She looses some shuriken of her own, causing the assailant to run now. Uh, we see the hopping and jumping from branch to branch, from tree to tree of the two as Chizu is chasing this unknown assailant who, by action and reaction, we can pretty safely assume is another ninja uh, of, of what origin or what clan. We do not know at this point. In the midst of this, uh, as she is seemingly, I would think, gaining on the assailant, the assailant uses what I believe is a kusari fundo, or the weighted uh, chain that you have seen, uh, weighted on both ends. Uh, the only difference I can really see is that this one is many yards long. <laughs> so uh, it, that is, is quite quite uh, interesting to be able to use a chain um accurately of that length because most of the ones I've seen are only like three or four feet long but this 
like I said, this has got to be a good 12 to 15 to 18 feet long. But it tangles her up and she falls. The assailant seemingly gets away because the next scene we see is Kimi uh, calling after Chizu, knowing that she kind of, you know, disappeared from where she was and Kimi was probably following her as Chizu was attempting to track down this assailant. Chizu says, uh, there's an assassin in the area. I heard you calling. Spread out. Search for the killer. And then later, we see whoever it was is now gone, but it was definitely a ninja, though not a Komori. Is there a third ninja clan intent on possessing the sacred sword? Asked one of the ninja. Chizu thinks, no, he was not from another clan. I know those moves. It was one of ours, a Nico ninja. And so I'll just go out on a limb here and say that it was Kagamaru um, attempting to waylay her so that he and perhaps his group, although we don't know how far away his group is on the coastal path, uh, can get to the sword first and take it to Lord Hikiji, which is something that Chizu does not want to happen. So her, her own second in command is, I think, sabotaging her efforts to do, uh, in the wrong way, perhaps, the right thing. We cut back to the temple. Uh, Usagi, Genosuke, and Senshobo are uh, going back and forth a little bit about their plight. Uh, Genosuke's hungry. He's always hungry. They decide to go to sleep. In the middle of the night, they're awoken. Usagi last, actually. As he wakes, he sees that Genosuke and Sanshobo are already up and armed. So whatever it was, perhaps they moving around is what woke Usagi up and not whatever's going on outside. But they're convinced that there are people outside such that Sanshobo yells out, You out there, what do you want? And we finally have a panel outside here after eh, a couple pages. And we see it's the Nico Ninja led by Chizu. They've surrounded this temple. They know that the people they seek are there, but they have no knowledge of who these people are. So uh, Sanshobo and a representative of the ninja shout back and forth, you know, you give up, no, you give up, well, we're going to stay in here, well, we're going to come and get you, you know, back and forth, that kind of thing. The folks inside the temple realize that they're at a disadvantage because simply all they have to do is uh, smoke them out, light the temple on fire, something like that, and they will have to leave the temple, at which point the temple will be surrounded, the ninja will be waiting for them, so the thing to do is to leave now before it gets to the point that the ninja are truly prepared for that. Some some funny here, uh, one of the ninja decides to sneak up to try to assess how many men are in there, who they are, what they're armed with, you know, all the information he can. And as he walks up to a temple window and starts to peer in, Sanshobo uh, knocks him the heck out, shall I say, with his staff poking through the window and, and gets the ninja. Usagi, Sanshobo, and Genosuke then rush out yelling uh, to, you know, kind of throw things off. The ninja who have surrounded the temple now collapse in towards these three men. Shizu recognizes Usagi. Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see that she recognizes the other two. Uh, we don't really get that, but she calls off her ninja momentarily from the kill. Anyways, they still surround uh, our trio of good guys here. Uh, Usagi recognizes that it's Chizo, Chizu, excuse me, in charge. Um, they talk back and forth. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm trying to get the sword. So am I. Well, I need to get it for this. Well, no, I need to get it for that. 
they go back and forth. Finally, Senshobo says, uh, we will not give up the sword. Genosuke seconds and says, the priest speaks for all of us. Jizu says, you have sealed your own fate. Take the sword. And the ninjas attack. And as they, we, we have two panels here, we see four ninja rushing in at the attack. And then all of a sudden, four, those four ninja are attacked from behind and, uh, I don't know if they're killed. We don't see any death heads, but they are certainly laid low by the nature of the attack. And then the final panel is a full page of the Komori ninja flying up above our characters. Down on the ground, we see Chizu and her ninja and um, Senshobo, Usagi, and Genosuke. So we uh, automatically we see our two sides of this next battle the komori ninja above and the niko ninja and our three protagonists below and that is the ending of chapter two of grass cutter two journey to Atsuta shrine chapter two entitled scent of the pines now in this story uh, several words that we have seen before i believe all of these shogun which is the military leader of japan at this time uh kashira which is chief Perhaps not Tono, which is a word that uh, Senshobo, as he was Konuma Inushiro, uh, refers to his lord Ikita by Tono being lord. And then somebody references the ninja as Shinobi or spy during that uh, part of the story where the ninja broke into the stronghold of Akita. Um, one of the guards refers to it as a Shinobi. Uh, a spy. I also have seen that the word ninja has been translated to spy as well in some of these issues. So I'm sure is there there must be a distinction uh, verbally as far as the language, but I, I, I haven't been able to pick up on it. Um, I think that's it. The Kusari Fundo, which is you know an addition of mine trying to figure out some names to apply to some of these things that we see that are just drawn by Mr. Sakai and not really described or defined or anything like that. That's the weighted length of chain that you'll see wielded. And with that, I think we're we're good this episode. Next time out, my master list says the discussion will be Color Classics Issue 3 uh, as being put out by IDW. That will be, as of this recording, the most recent um, Color Classics issue that will be I believe talking about parts five and six of the samurai story from way, way, way back in Usagi. Like the first handful of issues of his named title as was put out by Fanagraphics back, like I say, way back. And so I will talk to you next time about Color Classics. And then the episode after that will be the next chapter, chapter three of the Grass Cutter 2 saga. So I will talk to you guys then. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.